This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello and good morning. If you've just joined us, this is the morning run. It's coming up to 8.36 in the morning on Tuesday, the 2nd of October. I'm Melissa Idris with Joyce Go and Tan Chung Han here. And uh, we're looking at the Port Dixon by-election because it's shaping up to be quite an interesting horse race. There's some surprises uh, that happened during nomination day on last Saturday. And uh, right now we're looking at five independent candidates going up against PKR's Anwar Ibrahim, also passes Lieutenant Colonel Nazari Mokta. So Anwar will be running on the Pakatan Harapan ticket. Uh, we also have the, as I mentioned, the, the pass uh, candidate. Now to get an expert to analyse, um, to help us analyse what's going on in PD, we have Adip Zalkapli, a senior associate with Rens and Partners in Malaysia on the line. Good morning, Adip. Thanks for joining us today. I really want to begin with the development on Saturday that raised the most eyebrows, Saiful Bukhari Aslan's candidacy. Now, did it come as a surprise to you? How are you reading uh, into this? Yeah, I think about a few days before the by-election, it was uh, not expected and no one has heard that he was going to contest. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a surprise. Uh, but uh, politically, he's a non-entity. I think people only remember him as, as someone who accused... Uh, of unnatural sex uh, 10 years ago. So the by-election is probably a chance for him perhaps to I know, re- rehabilitate his image or launch a political career. I don't know, as you know, he has been in the wilderness for quite some time and not much has been reported about him. So mm. it's probably a chance for him to return to the limelight. Well, you know, since you mentioned, you know, he's a he's a non-entity, and people remember him from the uh, sodomy two case. Do you think he he serves as a reminder to voters about that? And the question is whether that would work for or against Anwar, because you know, there's there's public sympathy for Anwar for what is seen to be uh, political persecution during that case. Yeah, but that's uh, well, it might even I mean, the reminder might even work on uh, Anwar's favor. I mean, especially for those uh, existing opposition supporters who remember that period when Anwar was uh, uh, dragged to court again after he was released in 2004. And then 2008, Saiful uh, emerged to accuse Anwar of uh, unnatural sex. And then Anwar had to go back to court uh, for years before he was sent to prison. So, so yeah, for Pakatan supporters, yeah, it might work in, in, in Anwar's favour, actually. But do you think it could backfire for Anwar? Well, whether it will backfire or not, um, well, I think every time Anwar is accused of, of sodomy, I mean, the, the two times he was accused to, of sodomy and sent to prison, uh, public support for him uh, improved. I mean, be, I mean uh, there will be public sympathy and uh, his position as a leader is, uh, is legitimized and the accusation is in a, as an attempt to uh, undermine his uh, leadership. Adit, what does the presence of uh, so many independents signal to you? Well, it's... Uh, I mean, there are two things. One is probably it's uh, a lot easier now to, to contest uh, in, in, uh, in the by-election. I mean, the political environment is obviously less restrictive hmm. than uh, before uh, the last general election. But... Uh, I mean, it's not an indication whether it's going to be difficult or easier for, for, for Anwar. Uh, but the by-election is actually a good uh, opportunity for, for, for anyone, you know, for, for all of the independent candidates to, uh, to raise their profile. 
Right. Speaking about raising their profile, there, Adip, I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to wrap my head around the messaging that they're trying to convey to not just PD voters, but obviously anyone who's you know keeping a close eye on what's happening over there, right? Because. You know, this, uh, the idea that uh, Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim will become Prime Minister, that was well telegraphed. You had this being communicated by the Pakatan leadership even from January of this year. So why this challenge here? Why this political challenge? What is the message you think that they're trying to send across? Well, I, I don't know. I think the reaction to, to, to the move uh, for Anwar to contest in uh, by-election and eventually take over the prime ministership is, I think, facing some kind of resistance from a certain group. It's probably because uh, Prime Minister Mahdi is is too popular. Mm. And secondly, people did not expect Pakistan to win. And after after Mahdi assumed power, and I think some people believe that, hey, this is the kind of stability that we need, so let's let, let him continue full term. So I guess I guess this, the, it's not that Anwar is not uh, popular or, or people are rejecting the Pakistan's promise for Anwar to be the Prime Minister, but it's just that the Prime Minister is, is too popular for anyone to, uh, to mount a serious challenge. Uh, a serious challenge being, uh, do you think these other independents have got any shot at winning the PD by-election at all? Uh, I, I, I would actually... Be surprised if uh, if any of the independent candidates uh, uh, do not uh, lose the deposit, because I think historically uh, people have always voted for party, right. established parties, mm-hmm. rather than uh, individual candidates. I think the last time uh, independent candidate made such a big impact was in Batu, and that candidate was actually endorsed by Pakistan and also by by then Prime Minister candidate Mahdi. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's about voter recognition, right? So it's if it's not personality, it has to be party-backed. I, I do want to move on to the other uh, candidate that's party-backed in this race, the PAS candidate. Now, I'm wondering whether you think the game could change for the PAS candidate should Abno campaign for him. Uh, do you think that would win over the Abno vote? Or or do you think the Abno vote would go to Isa Samad, former Negeri Milan MB? Well... The past candidate is a, is, a, is a former military man, so he may you know, he may get some sympathy votes from from retired servicemen in the in the in the, in the area. Um, but yeah, I think Isa Samad is the only uh, other serious uh, contender in the race. Uh, I mean, he's a, he was a local Amno warlord. Uh, still has some machinery, uh, political machinery uh, in, in Pakistan to to seriously challenge uh, Anwar. So, yeah, so some of the Amno votes, probably most of the Amno votes would actually go to Isa Samad. Well, Adib, you're a political consultant, right? If you were tasked with advising Amno, granted they don't have a direct <laughs> horse in this race, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How would you advise them to vote for the PD by-election in order to uh, gain the most political mileage? Is it through the Isa Sama channel or is it through the past channel? Because as you mentioned earlier, that um, you know, uh, you know, uh, voters vote for these established parties, but right? But Amno is sitting out this right, race, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So how would you advise you know, the grassroots machinery to vote in order to get the most political mileage? Well, I think given that, I mean, my assumption is that it's going to be, an, because it's going to be an easy win for Anwar, uh, perhaps, I mean, uh, what would make it a less clear win is if the turnout is lower than 
uh, much lower than the previous election, which, which is why I think the the challenge for the Gadelan or Anwar campaign is to get a high turnout. Right. But we've seen in the previous by-elections, the, the past two by-elections, Trisatia as well, uh, that that voter turnout had been quite low. There seems to be some yeah. kind of fatigue when it comes to these by-elections. What makes you think that this time will be different? Well, the, the, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that we'll definitely see a higher turnout. But uh, given that Pakatan and Anwar are promising that uh, their candidate will be the next Prime Minister, mm. it may excite certain people uh, to, to, to come out and vote. And as you know, having an MP who is a Prime Minister would uh, uh, facilitate uh, development projects in the constituency. All right. Uh, so coming back very quickly to Isa Samad, uh, I do want to ask you, you mentioned that, you know, not to write him off as a serious contender in this race, uh, Adip. But what about his baggage with Felda and with um, Amno Money politics? Do you think, I mean, Amno chose not to field him in GE14. Do you think that he stands a chance now, uh, despite all this baggage? Uh, well, yes. I mean, this, uh, I mean the, the baggage or... Or alleged wrongdoings and sell-down, or things that were discussed at the national level. So mm-hmm. I think Amno, uh, Amno did not fill him, probably uh, to uh, protect the party at, at the national level. I think locally he's still uh, he's still a, 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 pop, a popular uh, political leader. Right. So the older, genera- the older generation probably remembers him from his time as uh, Menteri Besar, and they, they probably remember the goodies and the development that right. came with it. Yeah, so Adib, uh, with the little time that we have left, you know, much of this conversation has been personality-driven, right? And also, given the by-elections that we have had seen already since May 9th, given the upcoming PD by-election, have we noticed any change, any shift in voter sentiment in terms of voting for policies as opposed to personalities? Because we know Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim is going to pledge three development projects for PD ahead of the by-election. Is that kind of rhetoric gaining any kind of traction, or are they still voting for the man himself? Well, yeah, I think people are... I think there's not much uh, shift or, or things that... Not much has changed since, since, since the last uh, general election. Uh, it's, still, it's still about personality. I think uh, with or without Anwar's announcement, uh, there'll be more projects coming to PD. I think it's understood that when you have a federal minister uh, or when you have a prime minister, uh, you get... Uh, uh, but Prime Minister, as an MP, you get greater access to government services, uh, and the constituency will obviously be prioritised for for development projects. Adip, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. We appreciate it. That was Adip Zalkapli, Senior Associate with Friends and Partners, helping us make sense of that four-cornered fight in Port Dixon. Now, after this, we're going to come back to the local market and take a look at property developers and the government's ability to manage land prices. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.